All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen. Scott's back. Thank you for uh, allowing me back into yeah. this. Uh, into allowing this you back. You're saving our audience. Podcast <laughs> fold. Uh, <laughs> after the lengthiest delay in podcast history for any uh, podcast host, uh, at least on this particular uh, show. For sure. Uh, I am happy to be back. Good. I'll do the best I can. Uh, now that I'm back, I have no qualms saying that I was out for open heart surgery it was not an emergency. It was a scheduled thing, but it was uh, kind of a big deal. It's up there with big deals. <laughs> I mean, short of it's short a of top, a heart transplant. Yeah, it's a it's a top tier big deal. The thing that pumps and everyone that keeps people alive. I Brian? think most people know what a heart is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing. That thing. Yeah. No, I uh, went through. Uh, a, it was the hardest hardest thing I've ever physically gone through in my life. Wow. Uh, but. I am through it, and I am here, and I am grateful, more grateful than ever, uh, to uh, to be able to do this with you, gentlemen. When so. you were gone, one of the things that was really hard for me is I got a raspberry seed stuck in my one of my rear molars, <laughs> and I had to use an actual needle That's brutal, to, Brian. to I can't get it believe. out. A needle? Yeah, because I couldn't. It was in a weird angle, and I couldn't get it easily with like floss or with my fingernail or anything like that. So I had to actually get a, a, a third device. Oh. To get so just so you know, it wasn't easy here either. Right. I'm so sorry <laughs> that you went through that. I really am. Raspberry no, seed. Look, look, Scott's back on the podcast, Dave. <laughs> That's crazy. After after that kind of thing, it's, it's wild, well, man. I, I, am, I, am, I am happy to be here, like I said. And I need you guys to help me get uh, warmed back up. For sure. All we'll, right. We'll, we'll ease you back in. Yeah. First of all, let me just say that uh, my first of all, let me just say that my already mediocre season took a couple of steps back uh, okay. while I was out. Uh, and yes, I do plan to use that as an excuse for any negative week that I have oh, for yeah, at least course. the rest sure. of the season. Why not? Uh, so, uh, podcast listeners, beware. But uh, I have a way that I'd like you guys to help me get brought back into the fold officially. Mm-hmm. I have a series of questions. Okay about all the different clubs in the Premier League, and I need you guys to help me with answers to these questions. That, I think, will be better than anything else, partly because I've been away for so long, but partly, too, because we're in the middle of a double game week, which I know you guys talked about last week. I heard you talk about this last week, and so we're still working through this double game week, biggest one of the season so far. So I feel like a good time to 
discuss some of these things uh, that are relevant right now in FPL and in the Premier League. So it's a better idea than what I had. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Raspberry seed levels of uh, of, sure. of agenda items yes. for Brian. All right. Well, Brian, I would like to hear you officially kick this thing off and get a start. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about, I guess, game week 26 so far and maybe some more stuff. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. All right. Excellent. Let's start with a club you probably weren't expecting me to start with, except you should be because of the result this past weekend. Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal is good try. Um, good try. It's like fifth down on the list in questions. You know, quite frankly, they're uh, they're fourteenth on my list. Uh, <laughs> I just right, did quick, maybe fifteenth. Right, quick right, math. Right. No, I ha- I am in North London though. I am in North you London. Want to start though. with the Spurs? We need to start with Spurs. And there's a particular question that was asked in our Slack workspace as I was catching up there, and I need to know what you guys think about this. Mm-hmm. After his quote master class performance yeah in spurs victory over city is harry kane essential now in fpl i'm gonna answer that as a i think unless you're wild carding or free hitting if you have cristiano ronaldo i think it's gonna be tough to get there so he's not essential enough to make it work i don't think he's essential essential but like we said last week, and what's been true for a while, the stats are just piling up for Kane. So Kane is still statistically the runaway guy right now. It's all it all came together in a way that, like, probably the most unexpected result of the of this of this calendar year so far. Probably for sure, no one saw that that performance coming out of nowhere. Uh, look, the last six games, two eleven, two 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 thirteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the eleven came against Leicester, and everyone scores on Leicester these days. So, yeah. like that's Especially not that him. big of a thing. And so, I say all that to say, Spurs are coming off three losses, possibly four if you include one of their cup matches. And it just seems like they had absolutely zero club mojo going. That's what blew everyone away. It's like all of a sudden, you know, is there, is the locker room in turmoil? Like, are the, does Conte want to be there? Is he trying Conte to want start? Leaving? Does is, he want to he... be there? Do, do do the players want to be there? Does everyone want to go? Is there a rift? Like, does Daniel Levy have this? Does Conte have the support of Levy? Does Levy want to blow up the entire thing that he thought he did? Does he regret sharing Harry or not selling Harry Kane? Like, all these questions are being asked, and all this huge cloud is hanging over this club, and they pull out an unbelievable performance that no one. Now, I don't even know if the Spurs themselves expected. No doubt, their game plan was perfect. Hmm. They were absolutely willing to say, City, you have no threat to beat us in the middle of the pitch, so we will get back off, and we will lie deep, and you will not outpass us through the middle. You will not, if you cross it in, we will outhight you. You have no one to come in here and intimidate us with. And so... um. And then we will counter. We will wait and wait and slow defend. We won't even waste that much energy defending because we're not going to press you. We're going to defend deep. And when we get it, 
Harry Kane's going to come back because he did this a lot. Yeah, he did. He came back, he was and deep. then it was him to serve it up the wings because they were going to catch Cancelo and Kyle Walker sneaking up the pitch. That's true. And, and Ruben Diaz, especially on that first goal. And was, and yeah. you know what happened? Pep got outmanaged. Hmm. He didn't know. He still doesn't know what to do with that because he even said in, the, in his presser, like, it's hard to, to play against people when they defend deep. He doesn't know how to do that. And the answer is you can't press Cancelo and Walker up that high, but that's just how they play. Yeah. And Pep doesn't like to change how he plays. And Conte beat him. In in the formation, the 3-4-3 three, three that they played, they beat him. It helped having Christian Romero back for the first time in a while. It helped having Huybier back. Or helped having Dyer. And Dyer and back. Was, weirdly enough, having Dyer back was, was that some is, stability that they It that is they very needed. weird. It was just this. I feel like it's the same way that Nuno beat him and Mati- and Mourinho beat him, and that anyone else has beaten City. And it's like it was such a like a recent classic Spurs City match. Twenty one shots to six, seventy one twenty nine possession in favor of City. Yeah. Ten to zero corners City in favor. Forty two crosses for City to four for Spurs. Yeah. It was a, I mean, it was just crazy numbers. Doesn't matter in the end. It's the same. Weird Spurs win, uh, and the same result over City, and it easily it, could have been four one. Well, it's, right. Well, and it should. I mean, if if not for Kulishevsky being offside by a, a hair, Kane Kane puts him up three one. While it's while like that kind of I don't know that kind of ends the game at that point. Instead, that you know it ends up being two two. But even I said like watching it, especially right before that third goal. I don't know how other Spurs people were responding, but all I kept screaming was "Go to the corner!" When Kulishev- when Kulishevsky crossed it back in, I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you turning to the box? Go, like, run the clock!" And they didn't. And he served up a perfect ball to Kane to you know to out muscle Kyle Walker, so which wasn't difficult. You know? As a Liverpool fan, I have now seen for years uh, clubs attempt to do what you described Spurs doing, and it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating uh, to be that club trying to find a way through eight, nine, ten, maybe eleven guys in the box at times. And uh, you know, soccer is such a weird sport. Where I mean, Brian can mention. I mean, you know, basketball, baseball. Football, like if you have a team that is playing that much offense against another team in almost any other sport, you're dominating that game. But yeah. in soccer, except for hockey, even I mean, yeah, a, a goalkeeper, catch a hot goalie, that a goalie, you can't beat. a goalie can definitely yeah. can definitely do that. Yeah, but yeah. even then, seventy-one percent possession in a hockey game would be insane. That, that does yeah. sound silly. And you're not going to, you're not going to expect that team to lose. But in soccer, it can happen. It absolutely can happen. And you're right. There's a level of pragmatism that is required to be able to do that, to do what Spurs did, to do it well. Yeah. And they're lucky that Harry Kane was willing to buy into that, quite frankly. So, And here's the other thing, too, and, and I don't know why, but it didn't matter. It started with Poch, but it, it ha- I feel like this has been a Spurs theme. It's the one consistent team that seems to always give City problems. And I don't know why. Well, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter who the manager is. Yeah, but we've talked about with, with Kane and Son. Yeah, the person, the personnel has largely been the same. Your your counterattack is 
second to none. I mean, yeah. that is a world class well, counterattack. And that, and the, why, the reason why I don't argue with the master class statement of of Kane's performance is that first pass to free up Sun on the opening goal. I mean, it's almost right off the they, training ground. They, re, I, that's they exactly replayed what, it. I mean, you're just watching the replay of it over and over again to see Ruben Diaz step up, thinking, Sun, "I got this." Sun starts. I'm gonna play him off. He's gonna be offside. And Kane has already said, I beat you. Yeah. I, I already know what he's doing. Son took off yeah. before Kane ever received yeah. the ball. Knew he was Kane running. knew yeah. exactly where he wanted to be. He didn't have to look up. Yeah. He knew where he was going I mean, because just, they had practiced that on the training yeah. pitch. That's just, that was just perfect. And then for Son to be that unselfish at the end is, I mean, yep. just that's more yep. statement that's his, why his quality. That's why they won. So do you share in Brian's assessment here as Kane, FPL essential? If you can get to them. I, 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 I just think there's so many teams on one that I've gone cheap in striker. and But here's yeah. the other thing, too. I, master class from Kane. I'm not knee-jerking. And so I need to see this a little bit more. Well, you'll get it. The good thing about it is you'll get to see them play somebody before game week. You know, you're already in the middle of the game week, so you don't have them, you don't have them. That's it. But prior to game week 27 – you'll at least get to see what they do against Burnley, who are a tough nut to crack right now themselves. Hmm. But the reason why I'm borderline saying, I would say he's, especially near term, why I'd say I wish I could get to him easier is Leeds United on game, in game week 27. Leeds away, Leeds at home, doesn't matter. Leeds is the, they are overall now with the four goals conceded against Manchester United, they are officially the worst goal conceding team in the league. They're worse than Norwich. And with those four goals, only Watford is worse at home than Leeds is. Uh, Spurs, like it's the perfect game. It makes me wonder if it's not a more perfect game for Sun and whoever else is running. Maybe Kuliszewski. We yeah. can talk about him a little bit more, but no, but we don't really need to. He just had a he had he had a really great game. I mean, he he did. just had a really great game statistically and FPL wise. But then but then after that, Spurs Spurs play twice after that. I mean, you're only a couple weeks away, game week twenty nine, from Spurs against Manchester United and Brighton in a double week. I mean, you're buying in for a near term, really good set of of matches for them. I don't know what the price difference is. It might be a pound, maybe a little bit less. From what? For Sun between Sun and Raheem Sterling. But at this point I think they're the same. Are they the I same? I think price? they're both ten point seven. So unless Sun has gone up tonight. Which one do you prefer? Sun is at ten point eight. He went up he went up a tenth. So which one would you rather have right now, Sun or Raheem Sterling? Sterling is really bizarre so his last like Five matches is three, one, nine, eighteen, and two. It's so weird, it, and it's the first last six matches he's finally kind of played in a row. He sat one. I just feel like I, I've been concerned about his minutes, but then you look at the last six games, and he's like, okay, he started the last six games. Yeah. Well, he said that last week, and that was the thing with City is that right now, because of injuries, especially now with Grealish being out. The creative players are basically the same. Sterling has found real form everywhere. And so him getting subbed off early against against Spurs, I think, is way favorable for him, especially this coming week. Like, they play Everton, and they're coming off of a, a, a ridiculous loss. Like, I'd, I wish I could get to 
five city players this week. <laughs> like I would want, I like I sold Foden was one of my cells this week, one of my many cells this week. But Foden was one of my people that I I got rid of this week. I had already gotten rid of KDB, but I would love to be able to get to Mares this week. I would love to be able to get to Raheem Sterling this week. I just I can't I can't do it. I think if I had to pick one, I would want to pick the certainty of ninety minutes or thereabouts with Sun. Mm. But it's not. But it's close. My answer is not essential. And then we need to on Harry on. Kane. Yes, not not essential at the moment on Harry Kane. I agree. Can I tell you why? Yes. When something breaks at work technologically, our IT department tells us how long it's going to take to fix that thing, and then they give a confidence level on on that time frame they've given. Okay. What will be the result in that Spurs match against Burnley? And what is your confidence level on that? Because while we are coming off a great city win, this Bur- is the same team that got utterly dismantled by Wolves not that long ago. No, for yeah. sure. And this is also a Burnley team who just beat Brighton 3-0. Yeah. Like this Scoring is a Burnley goals. team that's kind of feeling themselves. Do you really? And, and, and we've been – credit to – us, we have been talking about this the last few weeks. Burnley is not a normal 20th place team in the Premier League. No. And they're now, they are, I mean, they've got this, we said it last week, and now they are above it. I mean, they're better on form than Liverpool is right now. They've conceded fewer goals, and they have more clean sheets right now. Than, and so, I mean, they, it's, they've just completely turned around. And they did it this week. With COVID, I get it. with COVID, I was going to say, I get it. They, it was against Brighton. It's not like the greatest team in the world, but they went to Brighton. They win three nil. They do it without James Tarkowski. Yep, like just a yep. just a fantastic and Ashley Westwood. I think a it was. huge a huge performance for them. I mean, they've got everything working. I really cannot believe that Valt Weghorst is the reason. <laughs> all of a well, sudden, it's that interesting. It's the weirdest turnaround of all, uh, of the season. I can't believe it. You said it a little wrong. It's Weghorst. <laughs> okay. Burnley, you know what's interesting is, you know, clubs that end up in the relegation zone, in a relegation scrap, the one thing that they always seem to have in common is they cannot score goals. You see a lot of near misses from teams at the bottom for one reason or another. If Burnley... This is a really good point. If Burnley are going to stay up, it's going to be because they can keep scoring goals. Yeah. I mean, a normal relegation team would have gone to Brighton and probably ended that match nil-nil. Or yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah, found a way to huge, lose. You lose. Huge credit to them of, I mean, the, to bring in the minimum number of players that you could bring in, mm-hmm. which is two, compared to what you had last year, and it's Max Cornet and now Veghorst, and you lose Chris Wood uh-huh. in the process, and it now is like a plus. Right. It's like, like I still, I don't know. I still feel like they stink. <laughs> I feel like this team sucks. But, but maybe um, the way I would say it about Kane is, I, I wish I could get him. He feels like a luxury, especially because I you, just have no confidence that Spurs are going right, to get a good I, result. And I, they are, they are fickle, and they, yeah, I agree. It's a, a, looking ahead. It's this is an on paper. You know, a green matchup for them this week, a really green matchup for them next week. They can do it. The personnel are the same. They can do it against City. Sure. Why can't they do it against Burnley? And they might not. And I think <laughs> you're exactly right. I would. I have minimal confidence of 
repeat performance with this Spurs team right this This point. is not a college football podcast, but this is the classic trap game oh, for Spurs. For sure. Uh, we've talked about City. Brian, you kind of gave your opinion. You want five City players, even though that's mm-hmm. not possible. Just to be clear, that's not possible yet in FPL to do. Uh, but officially, the media have declared that the title race is back on. Heck yeah, it is. Dave. Does that make anything different for you as it relates to city assets in FPL? No. No, no. I have three. Whether I have the right three, I don't know. You have Cancelo, you have Eric Laporte, and you have and you have Kevin De Bruyne. The Brown, yes. Yes, I do. I have those three. Okay. I was a I was totally that was a shot in the dark on Laporte. I didn't know that. I do. And uh so that a week and a half ago, it killed me, sort of, because mm-hmm. none of them played. <laughs> but I know that that, that will probably won't happen again the rest of the season. So, But I had a bench, and that's why you have a bench, Scott. Yeah, yeah I have a bench too, but uh, I have, so far as we're sitting here on Monday night, I have five guys in my squad who did not play on the weekend. I thought it was four. Five. You sure? Did Edward come in for Palace? No, he did, he not. did not. St. Maximan for Newcastle? Yep, just true. TAA and Andy Robertson? Yes. I looked at your lineup. I couldn't find the You know fifth. what? I think the fifth was Rafinha, and I missed the fact that he came in. He did come in. And, and scored. scored. Yeah. So at he the scored. time I said it, it okay. was five, but because Rafinha I, came in and right, scored. All right, so maybe we can back all this so, up. No, it's fine. I, I okay. have four guys. Okay. So all even right. with a bench, that didn't all – you know, I mean, it's I have a fine bench. I just didn't perform. For sure. But, hey, points are points. I'll take the five and, from my bench. And to be fair, week. I mean, that was a really, really early in the morning for us here anyway. It was an extremely early in the morning announcement that St. Maximan was going to miss this week. So that was like uh, you had to have been – you had to have either seen it extremely late. Or been up around midnight On Friday, or you would have had to, for us or here, would have had to be up at like 5.45 a.m. Yeah. My commitment level at this point in time. No, I cannot fault anyone who did not see that at the late, late hours that it was available on the East Coast of the United States of America. Let's stick with the title race idea. The fact that Liverpool, obviously, I mentioned T.A. and Robertson didn't play. I think, Dave, it's going to be the same thing for me as it was for you with your city assets. I don't think that's going to happen again for the rest of the season that both of them sit like they did here. Maybe it will. Depends on how long they stay in all competitions, quite frankly. But with that said, does anything change for you with Liverpool assets now that there's officially, for the time being anyway, a title race? I have Robertson, TAA, and Salah. That changes absolutely nothing. Yeah. The boys continue to play. I agree. Brian? I love it. Actually, I love it more, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the once they get through Carabao Cup and they have a... That final is Sunday. Yeah. So you'll get to see what happens there. Firmino and uh, Jota being injured, but looking great, as Klopp said this week, that they look great. They always look great, but it's going to be a late <laughs> call on whether that, that can. That so I think they the assumption play. is they are not going to play. But they're going to. They're look not going to really play here good. against uh, Leeds next, but they will have a better shot for the Cup final on Sunday. I like that. I don't like that they that Trent and. Robertson both rested. Nobody in the world likes that. That has that. I don't think, um, but it is good. I think just to get the rotation. I mean that everybody needs a rest at some point. I yeah. think it changes very little. Although I wish there's two people we didn't talk about last week that I wish we had talked more about. One was uh, Edward from Crystal Palace, which that's not part of this discussion. But the other one was Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. So that's the big one. I think like 
I kind of wish I had said at least I, I had a thought, but I didn't want to throw it in there because we were already long last time, making it long this time too. Mm-hmm. Just that wondered if people were unfairly overlooking Mane. I didn't because I feel like that was one of the things that he's one of those guys that's extremely difficult based on price. Yeah. Sure enough, Salamane and Diaz all <laughs> score. It was great as a little against game. Norwich. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, like the panic of the moments in the second half was like. Just oh, yeah. dissipated in the, in just the same like the same kind of flash like there was you know three one before anyone could Salah Salah could have had six I mean it was ridiculous Diaz ownership uh, at one point seven surprisingly high for me yeah it's early like, typically I, I he looked say... so good in that first match <sighs> yeah and then the Jota injury I think would have shifted it a little bit more in his favor. So at least for the short term, if you're free hitting or if it's somebody you're just taking a punt, why not? And it worked this week. I mean, he looked good again. Outside of Virgil van Dijk, I think he is playing more than any other new Klopp signing has played. And it's interesting because usually it takes a while for Liverpool signings to get into the regular rotation. Sometimes they never do. But Luis Diaz is in there. Um, the question I've seen a lot from for Liverpool people, and it seems to be the opinion of the pundit class, is that Luis Diaz is more of a threat to Sadio Mane than anyone. I, I, mean, I think the the yeah. safe player, the safest obviously, is Salah. But after that, what Firmino does is kind of irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jota's attacking form is on par, if not... By by pure numbers, ahead of Salah this season. Yeah. So Jota has seems like he's well for Jota, he does more of any of those guys up front with his head, in addition to what he does with his feet. Yeah, he's always in the position to do everything in front of the goal. Yep, absolutely right. So, I sent Jota out this game week so I could bring. Robertson in. Uh, yeah. That was a mistake. Well, not really. I mean, oh, this, it was yeah, a wash. That's a total understandable move. Uh, but um, I don't blame anyone for holding on, holding the fort on Jota. Yeah, it seems like it's once they clear. Once we got past the hurdle of this isn't a long term mm. ligament damage type injury. Right, this is right. just a normal rehab. He looks great. He's he's still training, mm-hmm. but we're just being cautious. So once once we cleared the hurdle of this isn't anything long term, yeah, I can understand holding. I think just th- that money because double weeks because of the, like I feel like the easiest move for most. I mean, the easy move for me even this week was was Foden getting Foden out to get in Saka. Hmm. Jota to Saka is was to me. I feel like especially once the injury was announced that that's a no brainer kind of move. So I understand the move away from him. And plus, I think, like, Dave, I mean, you got everybody brought Robertson. I think anybody, like, we've talked about it a thousand times. Like, Robertson has been unbelievable. The move to get, to make your three Liverpool people ahead of this double match week, to make it Trent, Robertson, and Salah is, like, yeah. feels really template. And and it just didn't work. And all, Not yet. But, all, but all, yeah, it didn't, it, like, they're going to be better than Cancelo. Yeah, and they're going to be better than Luca Dean. That is for sure. Yeah, like, like, oh. like yeah, we'll get that. We'll get to Villa. That's what I'm saying. Like later. this, like that, like it, you know, you're going to get a. Even if you get a two, you're doing better than those guys. So mm. anyway, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to ask about Watford next. 
they okay. obviously got a big win over Aston Villa in the on the weekend. Shocking. Second oh shocking result of the weekend. I'll ask yeah. about it's Villa. Not gonna, it's not going to overdo Spurs City. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to ask about Villa next, but focusing first on Watford. Was Watford's win the start of a roy naissance? <laughs> and you got on me for the pun that I <laughs> sent earlier? Wow, dude. Come on, you missed me. You know you missed wow, me. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. I'm jealous. Boy. Question's still out there, Brian. Well, they got what they wanted more than anything, desperately more than anything that they wanted. We said that those exact words on this podcast, that there is nothing that they wanted more than a clean sheet, not conceding a goal. And they did it at Aston Villa. That's stupid. <laughs> that is plain stupid. You know it's stupid. Do you well, own a Watford player? Do you own a Hornet at the moment? I only had Josh King, and I sold him weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Dave, do you have a Hornet in your squad? Yeah, absolutely. Is, where, I own Denny. Where's your? Where is he? You want to rub that in? I just jerk think, face. I just think Isn't it's funny. I just think it's funny. I made a look. I'm, I, I had to make a gut call. I had to start a striker, and and it wasn't gonna be Saint Maxim Mac because I knew he was getting. He, he was there's injury issue there uh-huh. maybe. So then it was old Edward, or it was. Or it was a Dennis, and so I went with Edward, thinking that his matchups against Chelsea, which okay, not great, and then Watford were going to be better than Dennis. I, honestly, you know what? Don't no, I take that back. Don't be. I based mad. my decision on form. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Because here's, Dennis was. It'd been a while since he had done. Yeah, anything. here's why you benched him. Because the correct <laughs> thing to do was to sell Dennis. In game week 21. Maybe. For any other forward, and here's why. Be- in Ugh. game week 21, until he headed this weird goal in against Villa, he scored a total of five points between game weeks 21 I and know. 25. I including haven't played his, much. Including, which includes, of course, his now double week legendary minus one uh, a couple weeks ago. I know. Fabio Silva from Wolves scored six points. In that span, just to tell you how bad Dennis and Watford have been. So it's just there is I don't know what you I don't know what you're supposed to do except to say Dennis repaid anyone who had him and actually started it. (laughs) What's amazing about is this Edward didn't play if he I don't even know why he didn't play. Yes, you do. You do? do know why. You know why I don't. I do know why. Okay. And this is something this is why I said we wish we had talked about Edward. He now has competition everywhere. AFCON made him have no competition. He now has a lot of competition. The fact that they were starting Mateta over him, based they on had three forwards on their bench, I based think, on matchup, the fact that Edward can't get in the game this week at all, at all. Michael like, Elisa looked pretty good. By yeah, the way. oh yeah, he looked fantastic. He's a good player. Zaha was. Close. I mean, a they, lot of times. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is like, the, this is, and it's 1 0. Like, they give up a late goal to Ziyech at against Chelsea. Good on Crystal Palace. And no Connor Gallagher, by the way. Nope. So you get Connor Gallagher back for them this week. I like, I just, uh, this win, uh, the whole thing was about Watford. I, it won't hurt my feelings if oh, Edward I'm just saying, like, doesn't you, play again. You had a you had a toss up of a decision 
And it is completely understandable why you would have gone the way you did. Dave, will you sell Edward before game week 27? Based on what Brian just said, especially. No, because I've already made a move for 27. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought in the horse. Nice. The same XML because he's injured for at least two or three weeks. Okay. And I don't like guys coming off injuries, so I give that another five weeks. I might. St. Max was in. He's got some training. Oh, he's got some training video. Is he getting? Is he sunning? No, just that the they think there's they are hopeful that he's back. This he's caning and sunning. Is yeah. that what's going on here? Well, regardless, I already made a move, so that's an understandable. If I have to, also an understandable move. If I have I to wanna, make another move, it's whatever. I just want to say that I appreciate you didn't answer my question, so that I could use the pun again. Was Watford's win the start of a ruinous? <laughs> All right. Um, Watford's I, win is, one, a huge step. Two, they got Ismaila Sar. Yes. Back, which already obviously makes a difference. Gets the assist on the Dennis goal. Has seven. seven that out of nowhere. Seven, seven points for Sar this week is going to beat a lot of really quality people. I could points. not believe that with the space he had, he was able to make that pass. All right. To Dennis. I think no. But it's not the start of a No, but here's the thing that's really interesting because it Sar Sar is a difference maker. Okay. This is what's really interesting to me. I looked at the table last night. I looked at the table last night and I thought to myself, I don't know who's going down. <laughs> I looked at like the yeah. last six teams. Yeah. And I'm like Let me ask you a question. Uh, I want you like both this- like like Norwich Norwich has been playing pretty well. Yep. They were giving Liverpool a whole lot for 60 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Burnley, I've already been saying, I don't think they're going down. I did think that, and now I don't think that, surprisingly. I still wonder. Watford, yeah, I thought was going down, but, like, I don't know. if, if Does a Roy Nissan's happen? May, I, I don't think so, but That's my pun. they played better. <laughs> he okay? just said that. <laughs> Newcastle. No. I, I don't, don't think, think Newcastle no, is. No. So it, then that puts me on Everton. I just crawled up. I just crawled up to Everton. Yeah, we already asked that question. Dave, you're looking at the table, right? Yeah. How many teams are in a relegation battle? Look at the table, Brian. I I have an answer. 15 through 20. Leeds, Everton, Newcastle, Watford, Burnley, Norwich. Maybe Brentford, maybe six. You're forgetting Brentford. Maybe seven. I I think the bottom seven. 14 through 20. Palace is not getting relegated. I'm going to give you a mathematical reason why. I know this is so straightforward, simple, maybe even stupid to some people. How many points? What is the magic number of points? 40. 40. How many matches are played in a season? 38. If you're not at a point total that is over your matches played, I think you're in the relegation battle this year. And that point total over matches played. Yep. And so, you don't get to that until you get to 13th place in the table. I think Brentford at 14 down to 20, because there's positive elements to everyone in the there bottom is. three. There's not a team that's just totally sinking. I know there's a little bit of a gap between 17 and 18, but I think 14 through 20, that's your relegation. And battle. here's the other thing. Burnley's place in the table is deceiving because they well, still only play 22 that's matches. That's exactly right. That's right? exactly uh, That's so, what I'm saying. Again, the it's game's wicked in deceiving. Hand, which is unprecedented. And in a Premier League season, because of COVID and, and you know all of that, the games in hand are going to make this relegation battle it's, interesting. It's like I know. This, well, and it's not like the, it's not like I was going to say it's not like Norwich two years ago, where 
Farka stays in the whole time. They barely do anything. Or they bring in a ton of people and just hope that, that bringing in a whole bunch of guys injects the life into the team that it needs, and it ends up like not really doing anything. All of the bottom teams did something drastic. They all made a massive change. Watford's not surprised that they would do that, but everybody made some kind of change to like hopefully their guy. They all made moves to do something like big. And I like I just feel like all of the teams maybe Brentford's the only one that kinda well, they kinda did, I guess, Erickson. We'll we'll see what happens with Christian Erickson. Yeah. Um It's the same he, thing with and it's not it's always for me about Arsenal. But Arsenal top table, they're sixth in the table and you're like, Oh, Okay, that's, that feels right. Well, they, they're three games in hand on West Ham, who they're tied with, and you, and uh, and then United's on 46 points, Arsenal's on 42, but they're, they got three games in hand on United. Yep. Like, in fact, you want to talk about third, Chelsea's sitting on 50 in third. Yeah. If Arsenal, and I doubt they win whatever three games are in hand, but if they were to win all three games, that's nine points. They now are ahead of Chelsea in third. Yeah, my confidence level is higher on Arsenal than it is on Spurs, but this it's the same thing for Spurs. It it the games in hand are going to make this. It very is you're right. Interesting. Spurs are on twenty three games as well. Arsenal is getting so Arsenal's two to be rescheduled are against right now are Tottenham and Chelsea. Tough matchups, not ideal. But if however, you win them right. That's exactly those it. Are, those yeah, are fourth, but like they're wicked the, tough. Like those are and fourth I think place six pointers. At, I think right. it's at Anfield. Think Brian, check me. Oh yeah, that. one of them is also Liverpool because that's Liverpool's game in hand is Arsenal. Right. So yeah, I mean that that's a tough match. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, currently, currently Ar- the Arsenal Liverpool match has been scheduled for game week twenty nine. Okay. Double match week with Leicester. So that's a is it is it home or away? Is that both I, matches at home for who? Both Arsenal. 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 Okay. So it's okay. So it's not I, at Anfield. It's at it, it's at right. Arsenal. So that's I'd say I think that's better. For I'd Liverpool. say combined, that's no, great. Arsenal's going to feel a pressure. Arsenal to, never wins at Anfield but, ever. But Arsenal's going to feel a pressure to play offensively. Um, the other bad thing for Liverpool, so them I would have said, goals. I would have thought maybe a week ago it's all good for Arsenal, except that Jamie Vardy's supposed to be back in like seven to ten uh, days. Of course, of course he'll come so back. By the time, of so by the time they play Leicester at home, you ready for a uh, Jamie Vardy will Jamie be Vardy healthy brace. and available oh, yeah. well, for Leicester. We have to talk about him on this podcast. We, no, we, I don't, we don't no. have to talk about him no. until he's actually right. back. Let's bring it back to Watford. Their opponent was right. Villa, and here's a really important question in my mind. We have talked up Dean. We have talked up oh, yeah. Coutinho. We've talked up Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey We've talked up Ings and Watkins at various times. Were we wrong on Aston Villa? I was going to ask, how do you like Steven Gerrard so far? And He's not my manager. Well, just the reason why. It's like, <laughs> so he comes in and he gets a good win against Brighton. Then they get a comeback draw against Manchester United. A scrappy, but not very convincing slash borderline sloppy win against Everton, a fun but sloppy draw against Leeds, and now they've gone a crap loss at Newcastle and a super crap loss at home to Watford. Yep. When you were like, hoping to bank all those Villa points, by the way. Yeah, I mean that was I mean going into this single week, when I mean, we said it, I think everybody else would have seen it too. You look at it and you just say this is a this is what you want. You want Aston Aston Villa at home against one of the bottom clubs in the league hey and, and it's not going to be easy this weekend they're going their next match is at brighton 
Do you think Ram? Do you think the Brighton boys <laughs> are having a nice, easy week of of training after getting pounded by Burnley three zero? I don't think. No, so. I wouldn't imagine so. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I hate to say wrong, but as as far as like my question, were we wrong? Yeah, in Villa? it feels wrong. <laughs> it feels like we're. It feels yeah. like this was a mirage, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. Um, Coutinho and Ramsey were productive. They had week. their chances in this. Match. Um, also, I would say, so that was like after the Newcastle loss, like all the story was Steven Gerrard. You know, we got to get our heads right. You know, talking about we're going to make some major changes, which it seems like the only change was to swap Watkins for Ings. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody else really changed. Um, and then you know he like the one story was like telling telling guys like Watkins to like not to take criticism on social media personally like get off of social media that kind of thing hmm. so it's like there's some headspace stuff that he's like we just got to win these mental battles whatever he can I mean if you can get the like if the if he can get the mentality of it right they have the talent and they've been really good it's uh, tough you, to you do know, what overall, he's trying to do but... though too they brought in some major pieces in January it's tough to make that work mid-season it really is and you put on top of that that Jared had not a ton of time prior to that to start managing this team. Yeah, I hate to say, say he doesn't it. know what he has maybe, yet. Maybe we did jump the Villa train a bit quick, but we'll see. Just a, a couple bad results, you know. No, I, that's a, a manager what I mean. has a chance to turn some things around, so so we'll see. But yeah, right now it kind of does look like we jumped the gun. A yeah, bit. at Brighton, it's not ideal, but then you get Southampton at home, so it's not you're not going to Southampton. Fine. Does anyone want to play Southampton right now? Probably not. No. Southampton's got some good. Yeah, got I don't know what's going on there, but like, they have this stretch every season. It always coincides with James Ward Prowse's <laughs> good yeah. stretch. Come on, don't act like you're surprised by this. Let's not talk about. I've got a better. Uh, what I'm saying is, I, I'm saying I, I'm saying they play Brighton, then they get Southampton home, then they're at Leeds, and then they're at West Ham. I'm like the West Ham's been leaky. Oh yeah. I mean, this oh, is yeah. not like the, the next four matches for for Aston Villa. Like this is a. I'd say good, most like good, not great run for them to kind of see what they got. I I still like if you you can, you can tell me what, who are you going to pick over Coutinho in the seven dollar range? I know like, that's, that's, the that's the thing. I, I, I talk I trash about Jacob Ramsey in our Slack workspace because I I thought all along his two back to back great weeks were a mirage, especially based on the way he scored those goals against Leeds. I knew he wasn't going to score goals like that against anybody else in the league. You you blasted me about that, Dave. You, yeah. you said I was wrong. You weren't here. It's easy. But if you would have been here, I still would have done it. Of course you would, and that's perfectly fine. For sure. But uh, I do have him in my squad, but only because of the price point. I'm not expecting much from him, but right. at four eight or whatever it's he is right now. It's worth a shot. Right. Well, as I was going to say, he has competition. Like we talked about Anthony Gordon at Everton. I'd say, look, look Brownhill. Uh, Burnley, the the early season uh, low dollar amount darling is back on the score sheet. Was on the score sheet for I'm the first time this season. Burnley question for my agenda. Well, we'll I, what I'm Burnley saying is, tonight. like, if you're going that low, like there are a few players you could throw in there, and yeah, it's exactly that. What are you expecting from those guys? Next to nothing. Yeah. The only thing I would say the the next leap up is to Martinelli. Is yeah, to, like if you want to, if you want to throw Smith Rowe back in there, I have an I have Arsenal, I have an Arsenal question for you. Once we get there, oh my gosh! But just to say, like there, there are players in that range that you're like, well, 
But do you really want to go, you know, 4.5 for Anthony Gordon at Everton, who's been one of the top midfielders in the yeah. past, like, five or six weeks? Yeah. Do you really want to go up 0.9, almost a full pound, to go up to Martinelli? Like, it depends, no. on, like, depends it, on what you're doing I've at been that tempted point. by Martinelli multiple times this season. Right. Because of the price, mostly, and the yeah. occasional good performance. But, no, Anthony Gordon is the guy. That's obvious. All right, Chelsea. I want to ask if we're okay Ooh. with Christian Pulisic playing wing back for Chelsea, but I will make it a little bit more overall relevant and just ask if anyone is currently FPL relevant on Chelsea. What is so, there a new team that has joined the league? They've been in the Here. Club World Cup. You've oh. you've you've out of sight, they out of mind. Haven't played in like five Premier League <laughs> yeah. weeks. Uh, sub questions: What do you guys care about Chelsea's game week twenty-eight through thirty-five schedule at Burnley? Newcastle, at Norwich, Brentford, at Southampton, at Leeds, West Ham, at Everton. That's every club in the relegation battle. The plus greenest two. of green. <laughs> and this is why we say, we said it last week, like this is like the schedule turns into just like, it just blossoms. Like a, like, a, like, a, like a head of broccoli for them. Who do you own? <laughs> I mean, I'd be. Possibly their game week 28 could be a double, adding the Arsenal match. So Arsenal could go double 28 and then double 29. Possibly. Possible Chelsea Arsenal. Chelsea. And Bernal Chelsea. It's the possible, it's the whole. Chelsea Arsenal to. And Burnley, Chelsea. It hurts to laugh this hard. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's uh, not like your chest was cut no, open. No, this anything. is. I think this is the strategy part for Chelsea that becomes really difficult. Is exactly this reason. Mount's been hurt. Yeah. Lukaku, the most hilarious stat of all time. You know this. Lukaku Bolingo. Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Bolingoli or something no, like that. It's the, that's his full. That's his full name. As was out there prominently, broke the record for fewest touches in a Premier League match. What for a player? Stat of the day. This is a uh, fact. FBL America in one podcast. The, the FBL America stat of the week. <laughs> seven touches. Scott, this is legit. Seven touches for Romelu Lukaku. Oh, no. The fewest. Touches in a Premier League game for a player who played 90 minutes yeah. since the data was available in 2003-2004. Which brings me begs the question: Wow, what the f- were they doing before the 2003-2004 season? Guess well, we we weren't keeping data. I actually, do you ever wonder, watch a match and wonder how do they keep track of all these all pass the touches? Stats? Yeah, it's wow. old school, Dave. This is like talking about playing 1980s basketball against the Pistons. They at least they, kept up with points. Yeah, but and they weren't. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't counting thrown elbows in the lane. Okay. This is not an Bill NBA Lan- This is not a Bill Lambier podcast. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like Lukaku, who you'd think you, you know, maybe he becomes. You know, this is a great time for him to get on track. But what are they doing? What's he doing? Does he care? Point no, 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 the first question is your best one. What are they doing? Yeah, I don't they know what no Chelsea's idea. doing. I love their schedule. I want nothing to – I have no idea who's Rudi- going to perform on Rudiger? that team. Rudiger? Rudiger is the safest. Uh, we'll see on uh, on the weekend if Reese James is fit for the Carabao Cup. So if Christian Pulisic will not stay as a wingback for Chelsea? No, I wouldn't guess so. Uh, Reese <laughs> is coming back. Uh, he already – like because I think Tuchel said that he had the flu 
I think that's what he said, in his recovery. So it was a setback because of illness. Um, Ziesh. Good match. So nothing is more hilarious in this match than Ziesh getting the goal and Alonzo being the one who got the assist, I feel like, because Alonzo played 19 minutes. Is that the uh, is that the top six version of most pointless goal of FDL yeah, it season. has to be because so many people have gotten rid of Alonzo. Why would you? Why in the world hey, would you have held him? I do for want this? to talk about this. This is relevant. So, it, Chelsea hasn't been playing many Premier League matches. No, not at all. Recently, fact. But in their last three that they've played, Ziyech has turned in a yeah. nine, eleven, and eleven. Yeah, his I, last three matches that he's played in the Premier League. Again, there's been many days in between those matches, but I'm just saying, Ziyech. Finally, has gotten a stretch of like three games. I was gonna started. I was gonna give you nine, eleven, and eleven, and it's against. It was at Brighton, home Spurs at Palace. Yeah, and you can poo-poo Palace and in in Brighton, but most teams have the the top of the table has a hard time playing those two teams. I was gonna give you the last pushovers. I was gonna give you the last four game weeks because that's his fourth straight start. Was because he played sixty eight minutes four weeks ago. Well, four games ago against City. Yeah, three, he's got 34 points in the last four matches played. 34 points in that in that time is tied with Jared Bowen for second most points for any Premier midfielder. League. That's amazing. He's only played four times in that amount of time compared to five matches for a lot of the other midfielders. Forgive me for going back to the well on this, but Brian, what's your confidence level that Hakeem Ziyech is going to start Chelsea's next Premier League match? I don't know enough. I this is this is where this is where the amateur hour of this pops in. <laughs> no. I, one, I'm well. Just I I don't know enough to say like what his main competition is, and knowing that Mason Mount's been injured, it's not like they're a. It's not like they're. I think a all one, of that's relevant to your say, answer. Well, I'm just I just that they're just a one. They're not 50%? necessarily a one for one swap. Is it fifty percent? Is it higher, lower? I just think when Ziyech has played, everyone has said. The guy looks great. Yes, all season long, but yeah. it hasn't given him more minutes. Right. I don't know how Tuchel manages at this point. I don't think it Tuchel It seems like knows. he looks down the lineup and goes, who's the shittiest players I got? Let's play them. That's what it <laughs> seems like. I don't think that's his method, but I, I hear you on that. Maybe like, it's just whoever's know, healthy. It's just such a weird turnaround for a team that started so hot, that brought in so many quality attacking people that you just say, like, oh, look, like – Hey, maybe Timo Werner can turn it around. Like Lukaku comes in and plays well and scores and does exactly what you want Lukaku to do. And then now he disappears and mm. maybe he doesn't want to be there. And like they might sell him over the summer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Polisic is finally healthy, but he's not exactly in form. And Ziyech is the one guy who can kick the ball into the net. And yet, and now you're asking the question: Is he? Gonna, <laughs> is this gonna? Is this trend gonna May, stay? Is it gonna year? be yeah. 68, 79, 90, 90, 0? The next time he it plays very in terms well of minutes. might be. It's just that he's shooting a lot. He's on target as much as his almost, goal was nice. Both of yeah, them, one he, counted, but he's been like this, and yeah. and he is, I'd say, creatively, he's one of the most, at least in terms of crosses, the the job that was Reese James's or Chilwell's. When Ziyech is playing, it's his job. So Ziyech is the one that's supplying the crosses. Nothing to me says more about what Chelsea is doing offensively than the fact that he has supplied the fifth most crosses of any midfielder in the last four weeks 
but he's only created two chances. Mm. That like that is the sounds weirdest, like Chelsea. Yeah, sounds like Chelsea in a nutshell. Just the absolute weirdest thing. It describes exactly like somebody who's got such a you know who's been so positive for them and is trying to be that creative and is creating nothing. I I just feel like you might like the one guy with all of those matches that you could count on might be Mendy mm. or Rudiger. Yeah. And just throw those guys in there and just hope. I just don't know what you're going to get from attacking people. Manchester United had a, a big win in an important derby this past weekend. Uh, NBC is the television network here in the States that airs uh, the Premier League. Uh, they are also the same network that during the holiday season for the last several years, they've been putting on live plays, live performances during the holidays. And a few years ago, they put on a, a version of Peter Pan. And it got a lot of criticism, and it also invented a phrase, people were hate-watching Peter Pan. <laughs> they were watching it so that they could make fun of it. I want to ask you, is United hate-winning Right now, and is that going to be their formula for success for the rest of the season? Yeah, I kind of watch them to see, like, oh, what's a comedic comedy of errors that's going to happen today? <laughs> I mean, there's all these reports about Maguire and Ronaldo, which it, it w- I, I know that everybody came out, Maguire included, and said this isn't true, but come on, it's true. It's a little bit true. Cristiano can't help but make it a little bit true, right? And yet, you know, Randy said, you know, the best response Maguire's we could make an idiot. was to win, and they did win. Yeah. I'm just wondering, are, you know, if, if they don't like each other, yeah. fine. Are they, they hate winning? They hella won. <laughs> I mean, they won one. And that was like, <laughs> I yeah, like I think they kind of are. And good um, who was it? Was it, uh, was it Gary Neville that was talking this week, especially after the reports came out? I think that was who I saw just talking about how unfunny and disrespectful it was that anyone on the team could possibly leak a story or would refer to uh, Armas, uh, the American number two for United, as Ted Lasso, that he's like Ted Lasso. Did you see this? Yeah, no, I did see this. I did yeah. not. And so he just said it's a ridiculous thing for it was for double. the players to do this. He just basically was saying like, we know who it was, but because we're professionals, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw anyone under the bus that way. But you're a pro, be a pro. Go into work. You don't like your spot, work harder. You get a shot, take your shot. You don't get a shot, support the guys that are out there. Oh, and by now, the way, when you're offered a contract extension, don't sign it so you can go somewhere else when that contract. Yeah, who runs said out. it? So. No, so he didn't say who it was. I'm just oh, saying that so he would know. Right, so he we was don't saying, know. Right, they, they do. Know. Somebody yeah. does. Folks probably know. People close to the club probably know. All he was saying is like, this is a team that feels like a bunch of players who are just kind of looking out for themselves. Oh yeah, of course. So, and so that's why this result. Like we said it last week. Like this is a United team that's kind of iffy going to Leeds who who DGAF and United comes in and rolls them like just completely. It wasn't kind of too late. I mean, Fred and Alonga scoring your last couple goals. I'm like, true. I mean, it's like, what? But so what I wonder is, so Ronaldo gets subbed early. That's 
He loves getting subbed, by the way. <laughs> is that the funniest thing that can happen to someone like him is getting subbed off? He makes me happy. hates being subbed. I, like, another blank for him. Got a yellow card. Like, hilarious. Yet again, another hilarious Ronaldo performance. Second thing, Jaden Sancho. That might be the one bet you win this year, Scott. <laughs> I'm looking at our bets. I feel great about almost all of them. No, First of all, are you buying Jaden Sancho? No. Uh, it's time to start giving that a look-see. He, first of all, let me give you... His XG has been really good, Scott. <laughs> let, let me give you better numbers than XG. Okay, all right. Next-gen stats last brought to four, you by AWS. The last four matches that he has played his, since game week 23. All midfielders. 25 points. That's fourth best. Nine shots. That's fifth best. All nine shots in the box. That's second best. He's got, he's created the fifth most chances. Yeah. Jaden Sancho, and he's not losing his spot. Like, no. it's finally the Jaden Sancho that was like, this is what closer to what I think everyone was hoping that he would be. I agree with that 100%. This is so, what League Ben was saying. This is what Jaden Sancho can do, and we've kind of mocked. It's you, now you. spot. You have mocked. For three, sure. Three big chances. He's got three big he chances play. He didn't score. play. That's exactly it. And Only. my point was, if you can't play for England and you can't play for United, whose fault is it? It's your freaking fault. Everyone has been asking. I have been asking that it question. It took Mason Greenwood getting arrested for heinous crimes for Jaden Sancho to get a chance. So hmm. if he can't do it in training, then I don't want to hear about the Jaden Sancho. Now, well, credit, sounds like he's doing it, though. Credit to him. It took uh, it took heinous crimes and people getting arrested, but he got a shot, and now he's doing something with it. One of the, so credit to him. One of the only people that's bettering him is Bruno Fernandez, and Bruno did exactly what I wondered out loud last week: if and whether he would do. I mean, he did it this yeah. week, goal and an assist to follow up his hat trick that he had against Leeds earlier in the season. Is it coincidence that Bruno is succeeding and Ronaldo is not right now? It can't possibly be a coincidence. No, it's it's like it's like it's got to be one or the other, right? Yeah. It's, it's got to be one or the other. It's since, really weird, Scott. Since game week 22, Bruno has been Four, one of the best players. 14 9 3 2 2 10 12. That's stupid. 52 points since game week 22. No one in midfield has more points than him. He has the most goals. He has the second most big chances. Only Raheem Sterling has more big chances than him. The most shots, most shots on target. He has the most assists. He's created 25 chances created for Bruno Fernandez. Second most is Rafinha and James Ward-Prowse with 13. James Ward-Prowse, baby. 25, <laughs> 13. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, like now, and he's in the box a ton. I, yeah. So, I, like, that's the thing. This week, we talked about it. League drew. I asked him. I said, "What TF do I do with Bruno Fernandez?" <laughs> he said, "Send him to the moon and don't look back." And all I kept looking at was leads. Yeah. And I just could not do it in this week. And well, it's the it's like one of the top three things I've done this season. Nice okay, not selling and him. You're good for having him for week 27. Right, Watford. And that was now, the, uh, and that was the other thing is that they that, play Watford. Right, the schedule it's, toughens it's, it's up. It's tough. Right, you're you're at City. 
home Spurs at pool. So I just it's it's a tough it, stretch. What's hard for Manchester United is that if you're not so if you Bruno's a really hard price point. True. Jaden Sancho sure, is yeah. a less hard price point, but is still isn't feels he in that unproven. weird in between? Sancho's though? eight, he's like eight, eight that's, point that's nine, surprisingly that, high. That's yeah. that weird that in is, between. Yeah, eight yeah. eight point five to to, 10. to nine point five or ten. Yeah, yeah is, is it's tough. a weird spot. It's weird. You had Foden. You had somebody in that area. It's a dollar more. I mean, it's a one almost a full pound higher. It's like. At this really? point, though, I think I'd, I'd go Sancho over Foden at this point. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Not with the schedule. I'd have no to way. think about it. No, okay. no coming schedule. All right. I have, a, I have a serious question. The answer to the question, though, Hate is, winning? Are they going to I think. Are they going to make it yeah, work? I through? think they are. I mean, at, Hate least, winning? at least for one more week. All right. All right. I but can you're just that. like. You're just gonna see what they're made of once they get into. A, I think. I once, think once they get into a run of matches, are the litmus uh, test for the rest of their season. They, yeah, because it, it, after Watford, it's at City, home Spurs, at Liverpool, and then it's home to Leicester. Who I knows? Think at, at that, that point. right at that point, yeah. yeah. Just, I just don't. Well, think. okay, I'm gonna pivot. You brought up Leicester. My question about Leicester is, are they ever going to find health and success nope. this season? Nope. You're out of the Leicester game. I've been out for years. I'm I not, get it. I'm not out of the Leicester game. Har- you got Harv in your squad? I do not. I have uh, Daniel. <laughs> I have, oh, oh, I, I have, have a Marty, Marty but that's a, I don't even count that. Yes, you do. That's the, uh, count it. That's the that. Anthony Gordon of defense. Oh, the, for sure. It's a starter The Jacob Ramsey defense. of defense. No, you count yeah. it. He's three points. He's, he's 3.8. 8. I know. And this he is a stupid price. For sure. He's playing for me this week, actually, uh, because all my Liverpool guys are not playing this week. So there's that. Right. The other thing is that he plays in game week 27. For sure. Which is that that's one of the last questions I would want to ask you. Guys. Well, but, but yeah, Lester is not going to do it. Jamie Vardy can't save this. No. Because Jamie Vardy can't make them not give up a goal or two every week. I need you to answer this very quickly. He can't play defense and offense. Bo- bonus Lester question, but I want you to answer quick because it's a bonus here. Uh, how much is Lester's performance injury? And like, Give me a ratio. And how much of it is them knowing Rodgers doesn't really want to be there anymore? He can't want to be there, right? No, he doesn't. There's he no tried way. to go to United. There's no way he wants to be there. No. That, that's has, that has to matter. Yeah, uh, and I would compare it to what Joe Willick said this week about Eddie Howe. If you listen to Joe Willick at his post-match interview after after they won, I, I have, I, yeah, I have the, not heard this, the Newcastle so. draw this week. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a hard-fought draw against West Ham United, and Joe Willick talked about like the belief like that Eddie Howe is a great manager and he's a great man, and he talked about what an a difference mm. it makes to have someone like Eddie Howe who's there, who believes in them, and is a tactician. I that mean, he likes their tactics. Eddie Howe's no Steve Bruce or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, he's no McKellar. I love Eddie Howe. I don't yeah. know how you can't be 23, 25 years old and not love playing for Eddie Joe Howe. Joe Willick was just like, you could tell that it was like, we feel like we have yeah. Someone now who believes in us. Yeah. And when is Adamola Lookman going to say that about the Brudge? 
<laughs> Never. Is he? Never. Would he ever? No. Okay, I'd like to see Lookman on Newcastle. You'd like to see Adam Lookman on a team that could use him the right way. For sure. All right. Let me... Just like you'd like to see Ricardo Pereira and James Justin and Harvey Barnes. And you'll get to see Tielemans on your team next year, probably. Probably, like, yeah. Like you're, you're get to see all of these players somewhere else. They All do right. have good players. I am very quickly shortening my list of questions here. Let me move to <laughs> the seventh place team in the table. How are Wolves seventh? Bruno Lage, Lager, mm. Lage, that guy. Mm. He uh, dropped back at some point, Scott, during the winter break, two training sessions a day, and he scares the crap out of them. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And and uh, they they play they play for their manager. They play they they play hard. And and I'm going to be honest, a lot of teams don't play hard for 90 minutes. No, that's true. And Wolves do. I think it's weird that they scored two goals and attacked almost nothing. They the the in, weirdest in uh, kind of typical for this season Wolves attacking performance. No one took more than two shots. Like they just don't they're not creating a ton. It's a, it's a true team effort, Brian, which is why yeah. you don't have any of them defensively, in your fantasy team. Right, defensively, well, Jimenez, that's the only guy. But we, we talked about it last week, just that defensively, just because they've been so tight defensively, Cody was a popular choice coming into the week. Um, you I have think, to be tempted at least by, like, a Kilman. Well, that's what I was going to say. We said it last week. Cody and Kilman are the only two that have played all season. Yeah, right. Um, but Willie Bully... Something we didn't say, Willie Bully is back in training. So now they have like a fully fit squad to choose from. Uh, like eight Nori got in there. He was good this week, but didn't didn't get a return. But he's got competition now. Samedo's the best. Statistically, Samedo's the best one, like attacking-wise. He's also but, the most expensive, he's expensive. isn't he? He's 5.1. Yeah. Are you, I don't think you're... No, you're not going to fight. No, I don't no, no. think you're going to him has over to start with a, a four. Right, that's what I mean. So Kilman's really cheap. Um, I think Saïs is probably the best, like com- like the oh. best combination of all of those Wolves, things. Wolves, but he's expensive too. Wolves will I just... finish in eighth. Spurs will finish ahead of them. So will Arsenal. So will West Ham. Wolves will finish in eighth. They'll be a very successful season for them. They finish top half of the table. That's about as good as they're gonna. That get. will be a very they, successful. They just, season. but it feels like they still like their midfield with Matinho with guys like Den Donker and Potence is healthy now and they Nevis. they're good. Uh, Neves is there and they're gonna get. Uh, Neto is coming back fairly soon. Like they have quality at all levels. I don't know. I I heard a lot of aging veterans. I I just I just don't see them. What I was saying is that right now those guys are all they're okay. They're all getting the job done. That's true. The the Portuguese connection for so many of them is just is such good glue. And (laughs) I I just yeah. I don't know. Now it's working. They lost their Portuguese manager. They still have that pipeline. Pipeline. The Portuguese pipeline. Correct. Guess so. All right, let's talk briefly about Jared Bowen at West Ham. What about Saw? He's been okay. He's been, okay. I'm just we can saying, talk about him. No, I'm just saying he's been fantastic. He bailed you out this week. He had six saves. Did he bail you out this week with six saves? He did not. Okay. Yeah, I don't have him either. I'm just saying he's, but with, he was a popular with Sanchez choice. and Saw Ramsdale is, the is my keeper. Top scoring goalkeeper yeah. in fantasy. Just want to bring that right. up. That's what that's I mean. Crazy. And the, and Wolves have only played 24 games. Wow. So All right. All right. There's that. Is he worth using a free transfer on? So they're at Arsenal. They have a double, they have, so, so, so that game is irrelevant. So then 
The f- week after that, they're they're at Hammers. They then they are home Palace, home Watford, at Everton, home Leeds, home Villa. And one so of those, the is a, they have a double week coming up. Four out of five matches after two away games are at home. Well, hey, week, hold on, give me that list again. What week is after the, starting game week twenty seven? And also tell him what week the double week for them is. Twenty in in week twenty seven. They play at West Ham, which Stop. is our, which is already a huge plus that they play next week. Okay, but hold on, you probably have like a Jared Bowen. Yeah, I you're do. not going to want to bring in Jose Sal when you are playing a hammer attacker, uh, right? Fair. Okay. Yeah, I check, but some of the top goalkeepers aren't playing in 27, so there's something to keep in mind there. So you're, you're hoping for something. You bring him something. in for something. Match week 28. Saw Wolves are home Palace and home Watford. He might get two okay. clean sheets in there. You've got an Edward and a Dennis in your squad, right? Currently, are you going to bring in Jose Saw with those guys in your lineup? Not me, but not everyone has a shit team like me. But you would <laughs> wait, you would way prefer a Wolves defense over the attack for either of those teams. Uh, but not if you have those. Like, so he needs to send those forwards out. At home, probably, probably because they're at home. So uh, you, would, I would, you would use a free transfer on a goalkeeper. No, I, I on said a... on last pod, I hate using free transfers on goalkeepers. I agree. So, so Saw's not coming in. No, but honestly, people need to consider it. Okay. Because of their double in 28, and again, regardless of who they have, maybe you sit your strikers and play your defender, play I, your goalkeeper. So. I think you might want to consider sending the forwards out if you're really thinking about Saw bringing is in. 8.3%. Right now, yeah. And so he's not. It's not a differential goalkeeper necessarily, but he's not the. I mean, there are guys that are outscored. way more selected than he is. He's outscored Ederson, right, with a worse defense and two less games, and yeah. he's outscored Ederson, who's second place scoring goalkeeper. So yeah, there's that. That's what I mean. This week, yeah. six saves. You hate that Lookman and Albrighton combined to ruin the clean sheet for Wolves. <laughs> And you're even more mad because Albrighton's assist for Lookman's goal got him the bonus point over Saw, who was like one point off in the bonus point uh, system. So like Albrighton goes to one bonus point. Saw gives you a five. Brutal. If I didn't have if four didn't guys have... who hadn't played, I'd say that's the bad beat of the week right there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Anyway, all right. I just feel like I mentioned, it's worth saying it. Uh, fair enough. I mentioned Jared Bowen just a minute ago. When Sala was at AFCON, Jared Bowen was the choice captain. Jared Bowen's been, uh, remember in the second week of the season, I think I wanted to name this pod the Jared Bowen Podcast. Hey, great great call. Great just, call. Just saying. Sala has been the captain all season long, but when Sala wasn't playing for that stretch, it was Jared Bowen who was coming through. I, I say that as the beneficiary of a Jared Bowen triple captainship when he scored 23. That was a great 69 that I was able to get from Jared Bowen. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little partial to him. My question is, now that Salah's back, even with Salah back, even if you don't choose Bowen as your captain, can he stay in captaincy form? Yeah, I think he can. I think he's too important. Like, even this week, like, yet again, Antonio doesn't Who? get you what you need. <laughs> Bowen gets you a one, which is really disappointing, and I think that that seems to be fairly consensus out there that anyone, I don't know why you would have sold him, just because a home match against Newcastle looks really good. I can't, but a lot of people did. 
people sold him, sold him, not free hitted him out. I mean, like That's actually weird, sold him, which right? is a it's a weird. Of course, it's a weird decision. He's one of the best midfielders in the game. Yeah. I just think I like this run. If you were going to sell him, I think it's weird to have sold him going into Newcastle. But Wolves, Liverpool, in the next two, if you were ever going to do without him, the next two weeks is not the worst time to do without him. Okay. So, I'm not getting rid of him. Are you getting rid of him, David? Would you? What would make you sell Jared Bowen at this point? No, he's just locked in my lineup. As That's Sa- what I mean. I, I as don't Sa- know. As, Sa- as Salah. He's... <laughs> he's I hate to say it this way. I feel like he's more important to them attacking wise than Antonio is. Oh, for sure. Not that's not even debatable. That's that's not I even mean, controversial. It's got to go through him. Yep. Creatively. Yep. Actual scoring real goals. Like it's got to go through Bowen. Perfect. So home against Wolves. Why can't they get? He can get a goal against whoever. He can score on anybody. Right. Uh, all right. Can I go to Southampton? Maybe. Um, can I ask you about West Ham? I knew there there was going to be someone else. I've well, been doing this long enough. Despite my hiatus, I knew. <laughs> I knew. Go ahead, Brian. Well, just that Craig Dawson scores again. <laughs> oh, no. So just back-to-back goals for him. No. I know there are going to be folks who are tempted back by that. Back-to-back goals for Dawson? His first two goals of the season. First Aaron, and only. Aaron Cresswell gets you an assist again. Yeah, and okay, so here's the thing. I I was big on Cresswell, and I kept him, and I kept him, and I kept him, and I kept him. Do you know why I kept him? Because Aaron Cresswell's that guy that secretly gets top five in defender scoring every season. So I said, I'm keeping him all season because I'm getting those points. Yeah. And then he got hurt. Yeah. So I sent him out, and I'm probably not going back. Right. But if you do, I don't criticize you. I don't blame you. I get it because it's Aaron Cresswell. Since Cresswell's been back, he's registered in his last six matches six six two eight zero eight. Yeah, I I just think he's as close to a. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And that's he's why a, he's going to be fifth place in defender scoring. I mean. He's as close season. to a set and forget it kind of defender yeah. anyway. He's five something, but you, you, it's worth it. I'm saying they play. You know, we already said we, they play Wolves. They play at Liverpool. Doesn't matter. They play uh, home. It, to I don't even, I don't even want you to say. I don't even want you to say. I'm just saying the next four matches for West Ham. Cresswell's not a guy you bring in based on matchups. And they doesn't matter. And leakiness. You're not counting on him for clean sheet points, I don't think, anyway. What I'm saying is, like, this week, even in a match where you're like, it stinks that they concede, it's who gets the who gets the job done. You're not bringing in Aaron Cresswell, Cresswell based on matchup. You're bringing right. him in, and you're saying he is set and forget it until game week 38. Just is such a reliable guy. That's it. All right, I think you're going to be particularly proud of this next question. I know we briefly discussed Southampton, but a certain someone came back for Southampton this past weekend. Tino Livermento. Oh, and, and he got back on the score sheet and immediately. And he was on the score sheet immediately. Yeah. Is he worth going back to immediately? Um, uh, oh, hesitation, this, Brian? This Southampton team? Brian? He's 4.3. Could could you could you bring a Daniel Amarty up 0.5? Can, can you yeah. find Livermento? it in your bank yeah, to bring so, in Livermento? Yeah, I think so. Livermento... <laughs> Oh, I can feel the urgency coming out of you, Brian. Now, I think the thing that makes him worth the risk, aside from his price, is that schedule for Southampton until April. So why does it sound like it's killing you to answer yes to my question? Well, 
the reason why is because I've looked at since I like uh, nothing. Nothing is more tempting to me than than taking a hit. <laughs> and do you mean marijuana? No. Oh, okay. Going into this week, that's my. That's what I meant. Part of the minus. That's that's how I would answer. Part of the minus eight that I kicked around going into this next week, which is so unnecessary, because I have ten viable players in a game week where I don't have any Liverpool or Arsenal people. Why would I take a hit? It's just that Livermento would be the the key guy in that. And so I I don't know. He's down to four point <laughs> three. What's it gonna hurt you? I mean he's back. It's the weirdest thing. I mean just that he comes back and it's an assist, a clean sheet. He gets all three bonus points. He just crushes with He's his that guy for this season yeah. and he's back. And he made sure that you knew it. I don't know. James Ward Prowse might be that guy. Oh my gosh. He got a bonus point. Was he in your team? Yeah. So you got James Ward Prowse's four. Yeah. No one else in the world <laughs> is getting I a James Ward Prowse four. I started him because you started him against anyone because he's James Ward Prowse, and I thought his run was over against City. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you just well, keep playing James Ward Prowse. Dave is learning something very important this season, and I'm really happy about it. I cannot wait to talk about it in our season ending podcast about what he's learned owning James Ward Prowse all season long. His price went up. And I, and it's understandable why, finally, after all these weeks, that people finally were like, I can't ignore him anymore. He looked dangerous in this match. He's too important, and he yeah. is involved. Again, case in point, and we can move on. He didn't score or assist and got a bonus point. Did you hear what I said? He I got know. a bonus point exactly. for you this week. What in, more do you want from this guy? involved with everything. Oh. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. All right. Scott. The answer is yes on Livermento, but I... Do you agree, Dave? Yes, I do. Okay, me too. Okay, Brian labored over that one way too long. The answer is yes, Brian, okay? Yes. When the answer can be simple, keep it simple. Uh, Here's a a question about Everton. Is anyone going to benefit from Frank Lampard's presence this season? I don't know. Anthony Gordon. <laughs> I want well, people I, to, but... I, I went to look, DCL. I, we, but, I, well, I don't want to stay here long. But like I asked you weeks ago, now that Scott is here, are, is Everton getting getting relegated? Yeah. They're in the battle. They're in the battle. They are in the battle. And they just lost 2-0 to Southampton. I know. And it wasn't even close. I went to DCL with my second half wild card. And he's already out of my squad. I do not like what I see. They can turn this around. They can. Who will benefit from Lampard's presence? I don't know. Yeah, does anyone know? Like All they, I know is this. They're not getting any points in the City and Tottenham next two matches. So Then they got their home wolves after that. And by the way, Burnley keeps winning. Newcastle gets a result or two. How are they going to get points against Wolves? That's why I said they're not. They can't kick right. And, and then and then later in the, late in the season, <laughs> late in the season, they still have to play – at Liverpool, home yeah. Chelsea, and at Arsenal on the last day of the season. I don't know if the that might be a that might be a decider. Wow, and Arsenal might be trying to get top four. Anthony, that could be fun. That Anthony be fun. Gordon's recent scores is such an anomaly for them, given the overall club performance. It's shocking to see what kind of numbers he's put up, especially comparative to like top top midfielders. And we just met our. 
Everton quota. <laughs> just right. saying. We just we've said Anthony Gordon has an option in the the lowest of the low price last, bracket. Uh, seven matches, last six matches, he has two double digit games. Otherwise, it's ones and twos. Right. I'm just saying. He's for for a guy that's four or five. That's a Jacob. Those are Jacob Ramsey numbers. It's fair. All right. I said we'd get to Arsenal 15th. We touched on the five clubs I had Let's below them quick. already. Let's be quick with my team. So I've deleted all of that. Okay. That leaves us with Arsenal. Okay. Now, if ever there was a time to donate to our podcast on Patreon, it was in the last month because while I was out with some significant surgery, I was um, still able to, to do a little it. bit on Slack. Yeah, for sure. No, that's right. And I put a very important question out there on Slack about Arsenal. It probably could still be found in our search history if anyone wants to try okay. to jump on board pretty quick about Arteta and his personality and how that's bad for Arsenal. Now, we don't have time to discuss that here. We don't. Patreon.com. And or how much you're wrong. Slash FPL America. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Okay. Dave, what do you want to say about your club? Love everything about him. I have a forward. question for you. I have nothing bad to say about them. I am not unhappy with anything. Yes, you are. You're unhappy that they gave up a goal in stoppage time against yeah, Brentford. That was just weird. And I mean, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't from a lack Brentford. of effort, and it wasn't from a lack of tactics. It was just a meaningless football that no one cared about, a, a meaningless football play that no one cared about except for people probably who are betting on the game and then fantasy players. Uh, one question? of the nominees for meaningless uh, and one of the most <laughs> annoying goals of the season, uh, Norgard, uh, assisted by uh, Iyer. Yeah, Iyer. Uh, 0.6% uh, scoring, assisted by 0.5%. It's fantastic. Uh, you got <laughs> you got something from the attackers that you wanted, though. Yeah. So Saka and Smith. Saka, Lacazette, and Smith Rowe yep. all get you something. Yep. Uh, that was Smith, a vintage Smith Rowe. I was going to say Smith, oh, Smith sure. Rowe did what we were nervous well, we about, s- which was that he he does this. Yeah, he gets his chance, comes back in. Of course, he scores. Um, does Martinelli come right back in, or is that goal exactly what you expect from him? So it has no effect on Gabriel Ga- Martinelli coming back. In? Dave, the answer is no, right? It's no. I think the history this season has shown that the answer is no, but. I know my. I think a lot of people are hoping that they can figure out a way. If you move to a four-four-two and you play Martinelli and Lacazette up top with Saka and Smith Rowe playing on the outside wings and Odegaard and Partey playing in the middle of the four in the midfield, I think I think that is what a lot of fans are hoping for. I'll give you another option. According to your own manager, when he was asked about Smith Rowe's best position, according to Football London, he said, "I think he can play four positions: left wing, left attacking midfielder, right attacking midfielder, and he can play as a nine very, very well." I think. Could it be? Alexander Lacazette has not had a rest since game week 14. Could he get one against Wolves with Emile Smith-Rowe playing in the number? No, Martinelli. Martinelli would play the nine, I think. Okay. Just that, just r- rumor uh, as my sources in Arsenal training is that Martinelli's been practicing in the number nine position. Okay. Because Eddie Nketiah has not been getting it done. So, yes, Lacazette mm. might get a rest. Mm. What I was saying is that that's, uh, this, is, this is not just – it's not just us randomly speculating. It's, this is like reported. This is a question that's that's largely being asked because of what what you had said. 
how can we get those guys out there? There's almost nothing scarier than the idea of those four playing. Lacazette seems to be the guy that if he can, if someone else can do the job that he does, what what good does he do? Because he's not as capable darting in. For he's sure. not nearly as quick, not nearly as actually fast as any of those Lacazette other guys. Lacazette completely accents uh, what Smith Rowe and Saka do. Now, I say that lineup I just gave my what I would want in a four four two. No one else was watching the Arsenal game but me in the United States probably. Lacazette got subbed off in this match. Okay. The captain's armband needs to go to someone. Eddie Nketiah comes in the match for Lacazette. He goes to give it to Xhaka. Xhaka turns it down. Okay. Eddie Nketiah doesn't want to do. He just kind of holds it in his hand. Things start to take off and play happens. He goes to give it to Xhaka again. Xhaka turns it down again. Okay. A third time Xhaka turns it down. Tierney finally said, give it to me. Because Eddie Nketiah... Is so brainless, he didn't know what to do. Now, (laughs) he's probably not brainless. He was, as a young player, dumbfounded. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, I don't know kind of what's going on, but nothing would make me happier than Xhaka not play for Arsenal again the rest of the season. And I hope that whatever happened in that moment solidified him not playing for Arsenal the rest of the season because we do not need him. Yeah. So, that is my opinion and take. And if that's the case, and he's the one that doesn't play, and it's Odegaard, Partey, Smith, Rosak on the outside wings, and a four-four-two with Lacazette and Martinelli, man, that seems like a game I'd like to watch. Okay, Scott, wake, wake back up. Uh, sorry, I, uh, you know, I'm out of practice, and uh, I reach. No, this limit. is normal. Usually, when I go into an Arsenal rant, you usually dream, uh, slide off the dreamland. Yeah, I mean, Eddie and Kedi- <laughs> Eddie and Kedia got more mentions on this podcast than. You never thought you'd hear as much about an armband <laughs> handing off drama as you. True. Of all the things you honestly, come we haven't back heard for. about armband drama since Jaka and Abamia. Exactly. Yeah, were there together. Thank you. Always um, revolving around that. By the way, it. that takes me right back to my point about right. Arsenal and Arteta. Okay. Slack workspace, patreon.com slash FPL America. Anyway, all it right. might be a FPL America podcast. I don't remember that either. It's been a while. Dave? Yes. I'm out of questions. Okay. We have well, successfully. No, I've got a question. Look, this is a strategy oh. question. We have to ask this question. Game week twenty-seven. How many players do you currently have going into game week twenty-seven? What is your total number of players that you have available, knowing that you're getting a blank from Arsenal, who is a huge target? I going have, into I a have double all week? eleven players. Okay. Liverpool's out. How many Arsenal people do you have? One. You only have. Ramsdale. That's it. You never went to a midfielder. No. I so this past week I you brought You never in, went to a defender. I did. This past week I brought in Tierney. Okay. So he's playing for me in week twenty six, but I moved him out in twenty seven already. But you have three Liverpool people. Exactly. So that's four people. So yeah, you have, Ramsdale, T A. Oh, so your goalkeeper is coming Salah. in. Okay. Great. In Just week twenty seven. So so I have uh gun. Uh, well, I don't need to, I'm not going to go through my line. Yeah, so right. I have 11 I'm just, players. I'm just saying, like, that's, I just feel like all the targets have been, like, so many of these double game week people, but it was largely rooted in the positive matchups for Liverpool and Arsenal. That's By the it. way, I brought in Horst. Okay. And he's at Palace in home Leicester, and right now the C's on him. Do you know how much that scares the crap out of me? That's <laughs> great. I love it. <laughs> that scares the crap out of me. Oh, that's amazing. 
Yeah, Especially when De Bruyne is playing at Everton. Yeah, I understand that. All right. I haven't. You have a full team? I have 11. I have okay. no bench. Uh, but I don't like my 11. I mean, my 11 includes Brandon Williams at Norwich. Okay. Uh, because he can't be on my bench when Liverpool and Arsenal aren't playing. Uh, it also includes a discount front line that matchup-wise looks great, but person-wise doesn't look great. Edward. Home Burnley. Mm-hmm. St. Maximan at Brentford. Could be back. Hopefully for you, he's back. Broya. Yeah, that's fantastic. You Home want, Norwich. Yeah, but you want that. That's. I'm just saying, like, this game week, if you're not, like, not everyone is going to have the... It's a free hit week, maybe. It, it could be a free hit week. There's just so many other doubles coming up. There's so many other things, like, that are left in the season. That's if you, true. If there are so only many game have weeks that are going to be weird. Save your chips if you can. That's what I mean. It, it, but I just feel like, depending on what's going on. If you can get on, by with 10, get by with 10. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. I have 10, and I have two free hits. I don't have a wild card available. I'm just saying, like, I just wonder how, like, what you're going to do. Like, so many people went so hard at this double week because the matchups look so good, it could leave you with, Nothing. I don't know. I mean, if you went triple Liverpool, triple Arsenal, and you, I don't know, were you planning on, hopefully you were planning on free hitting. All and right. then the second thing is just that double game week 28, Southampton have Aston Villa and Newcastle. That's fine. Wolves play Palace and Watford. That's great. Leeds play Leicester and Villa. That's good for them. Like, there's just a lot in game week 28. I that's dare like you. Positive for the for the double week teams. Dave, I dare you. The captain Ward Prowse. Absolutely, game week 28. Why would I might captain Livermento? <laughs> he might be in my team by then. <laughs> oh my god! All right, listen, League Ben. I apologize to you officially as I asked you earlier to get me the Club Mojo table. I screwed that up once, and I redid it. Thank you, Scott, for helping me. I do need you on this pod. And uh, <laughs> and so, anyways, I'm not going to be able to get to it. We are way long. So, well, but thank you, League I'll, Ben. Uh, thank you, League Ben. Scott, I will. I will I'll pump it, it on to you. social media. Actually, uh, yeah, I'll post it, and then you can put it out on uh, on the socials. We'll and, do it. And we'll get it Ben's covered. table yeah. deserves to be out there. Oh, yeah. He puts work into it. And so, Ben, if you want, make a few addendum changes. Because I know I rushed you a little bit. I said, hey, I'm recording. Can you get it to me? And he made some changes. So I, he, he would have felt more comfortable, he told me, waiting for this match week is over. But it's not going to be over till Thursday. Yeah. So, we, you know, it's kind of weird to make a midweek change. Anyways, Scott, awesome to be back. Thank yeah, you Yeah, welcome back. Us. Brian, you had something. Does the Arsenal Wolves play Thursday? Game week 27 starts on Friday. Friday. There is, uh, yeah. for sure. So, if you're waiting to the last second, like most people have, and we've told people, wait to the last second to make changes, COVID changes seems to have changed. England has changed their national policy like as of today. Yeah, but there were still three players who didn't play last week, this past weekend because of COVID. Yeah, but I think it's kind of run through most of the teams. Yeah, no, sorta. I hear that. I mean, I'm I not hear trying that. to... But not, to an individual, yeah. it's still it could, it's still a threat. It could still, it could still, it could still happen. I just think it's less. I think it's much less than it was Understood. Before. But two of the three were at Burnley. I'm going to laugh out loud if, if that, Egg Horse, if that gets, horse COVID. gets COVID. Oh, my gosh. Of course, that's my luck uh-huh. for sure. Oh, Scott, great to have you back. Uh, thank you for help steering this ship as you were sorely missed. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.